0: Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. Let's just take a moment and relax and remind ourselves that God is with us every moment of the day not only with us, but for us. That we are here for a purpose, but that purpose is not to accomplish anything. That purpose is to be one with Him and one with ourselves. It's an internal issue. God doesn't need your help. He doesn't need anybody's help to accomplish what He wants. And the circumstances we find ourselves in, in our communities, in our lives, in our, in our world, those are all under his control. Everything is under his control. He, God doesn't have any adversaries. Any struggles that we're having are created by him. And a lot of times we have a hard time with that. But that's something that we have to change. Our beliefs have to comply and be reconciled to who he is. He's either sovereign or he's not. You know, we all have our own approach and very often, to, to God, to Christianity, to living the Christian life. And very often, it lines up with our own temperament, our family situation, what we learned from our parents. And sometimes we want to do the opposite. But what it really comes down to is, it's about, when we talk about a personal relationship with Christ we're not just talking about how it starts. You know, we we talk about, is is God your personal Savior? Is Jesus Christ your personal Savior? But it's not just about our salvation. It's about our whole life. God cares about your whole life. That's what's important to him. And so, much, so often we get the idea that it's about serving him or ministering to others or pleasing him. I guess sometimes we feel guilty about God did so much for us and now we have to turn around to do something for him. Or maybe it's about trust. Maybe it's about we are often uncomfortable accepting unconditional love. You know, none of us had perfect parents. None of us had a perfect childhood. Some were, were better than others. But God never meant to meet all your needs through your parents. He never meant to meet all your needs through this life. If your circumstances could do that, you wouldn't need God. And so we can say that not being satisfied is part of God's plan for us. Being unhappy, being discontented, struggling with wounds, struggling with rejection, struggling with our relationships, our finances, our health, those are things that God uses for his purposes. You know, we use the example of why doesn't God just, when he restores our soul, when he brings us into a salvation experience, why doesn't he just take us into heaven with him? That would certainly keep us from having to go through the muddle through this life, especially now that we aren't using first, choosing first to use, our bad habits that our soul has developed but now we're starting to turn to him would certainly be a lot easier because God's asking us to give up control and putting us in situations where we have no choice but to give up control because what we have control over is failing but he does that so why why does he do that why can't he just take us up to be with him in whatever that, wherever he is, whatever he's doing, because there's something valuable here on this earth, this earth zone, our time here, that produces something in us, in you, in me, in us as individuals, that God values. And it's the healing, it's the freedom, it's us being conformed to his likeness and image. Not in our spirit. If you've been born again, you are one with him in your spirit. The transformation, the confirmation is in your soul. And lastly, your body. Far more important is your soul. He restores my soul. We end up struggling against the very work he is doing in us when we try to determine what it is that makes him happy, what it is that makes a satisfying Christian life, what we are supposed to do, what we're supposed to be doing what we, it is, what it means to be a Christian. Well, what does it mean to be a Christian? To know Christ in whatever way he chooses. Most of us are going to find it real hard to trust him for many different reasons. Some because we've never had anybody in our lives that we could trust or others that we don't want to give up our control. Guess what? God knows that. Your spirit, who you truly are, knows that. Knew that before you came down here. This is part of our, you know, as as we're learning about the supernatural realm, we're learning that time does not function the same in the supernatural realm, in the spiritual realm, as it does down here. Time is a created thing, and it's flexible. It can be stretched, it can be shortened, it can be redeemed. So if we think we're trapped, or for instance, we've made these terrible mistakes, and now we have to live with them, we're we're punishing ourselves rather than understanding This is part of God's plan for me. Where do I go from here? How is this accomplishing what he wants in my life? And not emphasizing, not being focused on the circumstances of our life, but the God of our life. Our God is life. You have in your spirit all the eternal life you're ever going to get. God himself is a part of you, and you are a part of God himself. You are one in him. But your soul is at war with that very truth. Your soul wants to maintain control. And it's weird. God doesn't blame him. Blame your soul. God doesn't blame you for the situation you're in. He crafted it for you. But it can be another distraction. You know, we look at the past and we go, oh, if only I hadn't made that decision. Or, God, why did you allow that to happen? Or fill in the blank. And we carry that burden with us like an anchor around our neck, around our ankle. And we accept that as part of our existence here on this earth. When he says, those that I have set free are free indeed. And then he'll come and he'll try to start to unloose those, those weights, those anchors. And we go, oh, no, wait a minute. I deserve this. We come up with a reason to remain wounded, to remain rejected, to remain bound by our soul's bad habits, because change is hard. And we don't know God very well. We, we often are pretty good at knowing Christianity, religion, religion, the Bible. We go to conferences. We know how to do things, but we don't know God as a person. Now he's, He is a person. He's not like us. We, he created us. He's not. He's above us. He's other. But in our spirit, we're in Him. In our spirit, we are not another. Think about that for a minute. The glory that God receives, you receive as well, because you are in Him. The honor that God receives, you receive also because you are in him. The confidence that God has, you have in your spirit because you are in him. Whatever questions you have are answered in him because you are in him, in your spirit. What I'm trying to get at is just this is a very, God is a personal God. And our walk with him is a personal walk. And it's not about achieving a ministry or achieving something from God. Oh, we all want to be part of something bigger than ourselves. Guess what? God is bigger than you. Your spirit is bigger than your soul. Now, that doesn't mean he's not going to give you opportunity to learn how things work in public situations. Let's look at Jesus. He, he prepared for our three-and-a-half-year ministry. It took him 30 years to get ready. And he was perfect from the very beginning. So if he was perfect and he had perfect communication with his father, and it took took him 30 years to be able to start ministry, what do we do? We strive for it. You know, God has blessed me with this revelation, or I'm really good in this ability, or I really, you know, want to help people, and so then we build on that. And every so often, God has to come along and knock. Knock it down. Knock down what you have built and what you think God wants you to do or wants you to be. When he says, I'm knocking, I want to come in and I want to have dinner with you. Not to discuss your ministry or your battle plans or or your problems because he loves you and he wants to sup with you wants to be with you you make him complete as you become one now obviously you know he is already he's never been incomplete because he created everything everything is in him but why did he create us Think about you know, I think about all this all the time. Why would go, the God of everything, the God of the universe, create things other than him? A, he enjoys creating. that's part of who he is. Remember, his nature is love, but he expresses that love through giving. Creativity is just one aspect of giving he gives himself he expresses himself in an you know eternally creative way he's always coming up with something new but also because he wants to share who he is and what he does so his goal is to make us able to receive what he wants to give himself so that's why we are becoming one. He is making us one. So he can be one with us, not only in our spirit, but he can be one with us in our soul and then in our body. And then it goes from there. You know, um, all, the, all heaven and earth shall be filled with his glory. That's his end game, that all creation shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. Now, on one hand, it already is, because he created it, and he's already there. But the whole earth, the whole universe, does not recognize him. And that's, for right now, that's where he wants it. If God, right now, if he wanted everyone on this globe, on this earth, to know who he was, and to kneel and recognize him, All he'd need to do is think it. So it's not for lack of power or ability that there is still such a few number of people who know, have a personal relationship with Christ. But it's all under his control. He has a plan. We We catch glimpses of it. We get an idea here and there. This is what God is doing. But really, if the more we can relax and rest in what God is doing in us personally, that even frees him up to do whatever he wants in our circumstances. You may find yourself in situations of influence, of power, of expressing who God is, that you never would have picked, you never would have planned on. But because your focus is on who God is and not what you are doing for him, he can be himself through you without you interfering, without you filtering by your own beliefs, by your own presumptions, your own wounds, because you're letting him heal those things. And over time, that's exactly what happens. Sometimes you'll see changes, sometimes you won't. But when we understand that our process here, our project here, is personal, it's on a personal level. So then when we start talking about the abilities, It's not a contest. It's not about who's more spiritual or who's closer to God. It's a simple acknowledgement that there are soulical abilities that you were born with. When God gave you the soul, however he did that, he gave you a soul, and just as that soul has certain characteristics just as your body has certain characteristics and abilities, your soul has certain characteristics and abilities. They are exactly the ones he wants you to have. But those abilities are there for you to learn how to use, to live and move and have your being. Just as your natural body functions in the natural realm, when we were children we learned how to to walk, how to smell, how to hear things. All our senses, we learned how to use them. We, we learned how to run, how to ride a bike, how to get over our fear of planes, how to do things in the natural. And yet there's been such a confusion, I think, in organized religion between that there's a there's a misunderstanding that the spiritual is different than the supernatural, than the solical. Solical is part of the supernatural. All other beings are part of the supernatural realm. There's only two spiritual beings, God himself and those of us that have been born again. And we are really in him. So we could say that there's really only one spirit being the angels, the demons, ghosts, any other critters you want to mention, you want to talk about, spiritual, they're supernatural or natural. It's our great honor to have been quickened to know God and we can know him face to face and be changed into his likeness. and be living and moving and having our being in him as a spirit being. But we do that for our own reasons, our own purpose, not because he needs us not and not because we need to. It's because this is the natural. You know, think about your heart. Do you make it beat? No. Same way with breathing. Most of the time, We don't even think about our heart beating. We don't even think about our lungs breathing or our brain working. Sometimes we need to think more about our brain working. But it's part of our existence. Our supernatural abilities should be functioning the same way. As our soul Restored to our spirit that will begin to happen it 's not something we need to push, just like with our heart right now you your solical abilities are probably functioning more than you realize it 's because your awareness has not been quickened in fact. Let's just do that right now. Lord, just quicken our awareness. Make us more aware of any area in our solical supernatural abilities that are already functioning. Make it clear to us that it's obvious and clear and then then write it down and take note of it. You can even ask God, is this an area you want me to pursue? Give more attention to. He's not obligated in any way, shape, or form to pay attention to something that we think he should. He is not at our beck and call. You know, this is you know. Then we get into what's what is prayer, and that is that is a a whole other topic. It is not for us to be telling God what to do. Now part of our process as we are conformed to his image is he is teaching us good judgment. He's teaching us how to do warfare, how to overcome our enemies. That's why they're there. That's why they're there. So we can learn how to fight with the weapons that he's already given us a sound mind good judgment confidence in God's love for us not oh i've memorized the bible so i can whip out any scripture that's necessary in order to overcome this situation or this this demon no that's not the goal because it's not in our own strength and it's not in the strength of the scriptures or an anointing or our own beliefs. Because it, it's not about that victory. The value of that victory is that it conforms us to Christ. Not that the not that the enemy is overcome, not that he gets glory, not that somebody else sees what happens and is, you know, praises God or is changed. No. It's because in you, in me, we are changed as we go through whatever process God has for us. As you go through your learning experience, he's your guidance counselor, he's your principal, he's your tutor, he writes your homework, he grades it, he gives you the tests that he wrote. Everything is from him. Our problem is when we try to control part of the process or the results, thinking that it's about something out there. In fact, Lord, just help us all to have a greater understanding and acceptance of how valuable we are to you. Right now, with all our imperfections, with all our with our history, of making mistakes and not believing who you are, whatever it is, regardless of our past, Lord, that, that your that you valuing of, of us never changed and will never change, change because it's based on your nature being now our new nature. Not on our behavior, not on our history, or our future, or our present, but on your nature. But help us learn, have that, build that confidence that there's nothing that can take us from your hand. You've set our feet on a course, on a path, and nothing can move us from that even when we think we've completely missed you know missed you give us the confidence that no yea that though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death thou art with me absolutely because it's not about the circumstances it doesn't mean it's not going to be dark and painful the rain falls on the just and the unjust but the circumstances are not what determines our relationship Christians die all the time in terrible circumstances it's not for better it's not for worse that's the course that god had laid out for that particular person some christians go through their whole lives never knowing adversity it's not a reflection on them it's not a reflection on god it's those that's the course that god had laid out for that individual so start thinking of yourself as an individual with an individual relationship with God. And then also recognizing that just as you had to learn how your natural body works, part of the, what you can do, while God does all the hard stuff, something you can do is learn how your soul works. And your soul is a part of the supernatural realm. So you know we're talking about learning to depend on God for how to use our supernatural abilities. Again, this just reinforces the whole idea that it's about always turning back to Him. God, what do I do with this? And it's not even necessarily about, okay, being able to hear, you know, um, whatever language you know, English or Spanish or whatever language you speak, to hear him clearly in that language, sometimes it's just being able to know, okay, this is the way, walk he in it. Not hearing that, but just knowing, okay, this is the way I'm going to go. Again, we, we want to let him be the God. And our soul will, our soul is longing for that restoration. Our soul desires to return to that one single relationship with spirit. Remember, your spirit has that well of living water welling up within your spirit right now. And your soul is so thirsty. Your soul has been thirsting after everything it can see, everything it can think of, everything somebody else tells it it should want. But the only thing that will satisfy your soul, the thirst of your soul, is that living water that is in your spirit. And it's there because you're one with God, one with Christ in your spirit. That's his focus for you. All the circumstances, even learning about your supernatural abilities, center around his goal for you to become one in him. So spend time, let God encourage you that you are valuable to him right now, and you always have been. And if there's any area where you just need to let go, forgive yourself. Remember, God is forgiveness, and your new nature is forgiveness. So it's not that you forgive yourself because you've made up for it or because you somehow you know, deserve it or anything else. It's because you are now a forgiving creature. You are now forgiving. So if necessary, anything in your past or present or future, forgive yourself now. So thanks for tuning in. We'll be getting back together again same time next week feel free to drop me a line at at diane at org. Until then, thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night.